For sort of an episode of Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk, we gotta come up with another name for the bonus ones. But we are here to talk about Scarlet and Violet because we started playing them on release day, and basically that's all we did for a week. Yes, I actually I have my Switch right here. Let me see. I want to see how many hours that I have in this. Um, oh, Ooh, I while I'm say, here, you definitely have, you definitely actually, have me beat there. Let's just already start off by saying fun stuff. Um, if you go to your Pokedex, Derek, um, and, like, go into, like, where the little books are and stuff. Yeah. You see? Do you know you can press the X button and then they, like, give you stuff for, like, catching a certain number of Pokemon? I know. Hold on. I did not know this was a thing. Let me get... Yes! You get so much stuff for every ten new Pokemon that you register... You get, like, so I have, stuff. So I click there, and I just click X, you said? Yes. Oh. For 10 volumes, I got Stardust. 20, this is going to go on for a long time. Yes. What? I got a Thunderstone? Yes. <laughs> Ultra Balls. I'm just announcing these as they go. Now yes. I'm getting Experience Candies. Was that a Firestone? Got a Firestone. Netballs. That was less exciting. <laughs> a Waterstone. Nestballs. They already gave me Stardust. I mean, they'll what keep giving you stuff. I've gotten, like, a lot of star pieces. So, good for money. What in the world? Duskstone. I can't find an ice stone, which I need, so I haven't evolved one of my Pokemon yet because I can't find a fucking ice stone. What's a shiny stone? It evolves um, Pokemon, certain Pokemon. Like I think, uh, like I think there's a grass type Pokemon that evolves with a shiny stone. It doesn't have to do with like shiny Pokemon. Oh, okay, that's crazy. So yeah, I just I just redeemed all those. Um, now I have to check what how many hours I have because I forgot how to do that. So I have. 40 for zero hours. I'm definitely not there because if I think it's under profile, uh, I'm at 24 hours. Oh man, and I have 246 Pokemon that I've caught and 300 that I've seen. Oh, I've caught 182. I have not really played since I got back. Okay, so Shiny Stone evolves Togetic into Togekiss, Roselia into Roserade, Minchino into Sinchino, and Floet into Florges. Nice. Which I'm not even sure. I've only seen Floet so far in Scarlet Violet, so I'm not even really sure that it is (laughs) needed for much stuff in here. Anyway, so, yes, so we're 40 (laughs) and 24 hours into this game. I am playing Violet. Derek is playing Scarlet, so we have the two perspectives here. Um, And I feel like Derek... We don't have an outline or anything for this. I have some things that I want to talk about because, like, obviously, and I'm sure you do too, but I feel like we have to start with talking about the jankiness because that's all anyone's talking about on Twitter. That's all anyone's talking about on YouTube. Like, we have to talk about that first and, like, get that out of the way before I feel like we can actually talk about the game itself. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I I'm really bad at talking. So I I don't I'm not a very picky video game player. I know some people play video games and they are like conscious of the frame rate and if they see a texture out of place, they're like this is unacceptable and like I couldn't tell you the difference between 30 and 60 frames a second. I don't notice it. Like I don't really play games where it matters. Like I yeah. guess the Soul series frame rate kind of matters, but outside of that, I'm not someone who pays attention to that and like graphics wise, I still find myself going back and playing like old generations of games. So I don't like I think it's cool to play like a shiny pretty game but I, that's like one of like a million factors so yeah the only thing performance wise that i will have an issue with in a game is if it's something that crashes a lot or like there's like bugs where you can't complete part of the game because like oh there's just a, a loop where when you do this you lose all your progress like shit like that so i haven't had any of those issues i think the game crashed once in 24 hours which to me is normal like I, i've played on if i'm playing even my xbox or if i'm playing any switch game usually every like 30 to 40 hours of some sort of gameplay something crashes like that's just like that's normal especially even on a PC. yeah with so much processing that's happening on such a small system like the switch like yeah. i so mine has crashed twice in 40 hours so that's about mm -hmm. you know more or less on par um i mean i understand the criticisms i think they're fair criticisms you know i'm not gonna sit here and be like okay well you care too much about the wrong things or this doesn't even matter mm. like no like it's you know like that's a fair criticism and i understand yeah. like why people would be up in arms about that especially with it being a 60 dollars game but like here's what i have to say we're all still playing bethesda games like Bethesda bugs and jankiness are, like, part of the appeal, frankly. It's the charm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And not that I'm saying that I think Game Freak is, like, on par with Bethesda, because clearly, like, Bethesda is doing much larger open-world concepts, and yeah. they're not having, like, frame rate issues and stuff like that. So, like, you know, I'm not equating the two. But what I am saying is that, like, bugginess and jankiness and, to an extent, glitchiness is not really, like, a deal-breaker for me. Like, I, I yeah. agree that, like, if those things weren't present, if the game were more polished, if the graphics were a little bit crisper, cleaner, more filled out, like, would it make it a better gameplay experience? Absolutely 100% yes. I'm not saying that, you know, I prefer mm -hmm. this version of the game. But that being said, like, yeah, it doesn't really bother me. Like, you and I have had this conversation. Like, we're not coming to a Pokemon game for graphics, for high-powered processing, for you know, 60 FPS. Like, it's just not something that I think that franchise has made its you know, living on. And so I don't yeah. know that I expect that to be yeah, like, the same level as even, like, I mean, the common comparison that I have seen in terms of comparing, like, a Switch game to a Switch game and having, like, similar processing capacity is, like, a Xenoblade Chronicles. But, mm. like, that's a game that's, like, built on, like, the beauty and the, like, imagery, which Pokemon so, really is not, I feel like. Yeah, I was going to say, as a huge Xenoblade, so I love Xenoblade. I, I played yeah. the uh, first one, and I'm, I've am i not played the second one yet, but I played the, the remake on, or the remaster, whatever it was, on the Switch. Um, yeah. The definitive one. And that... It was one of my favorite games ever, and it's definitely, I think that would be, the to me, the biggest negative is that when you see stuff like Breath of the Wild and you see stuff like Xenoblade, and you see how nice things can look, 
and then you yeah. see Pokemon looks like there's definitely like a big difference there but at the same time it just doesn't bother me because it's not it, it's 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 one of like many many factors in the game like if there's like I put with visuals and stuff now I don't see the visuals as that bad like I'm looking at it and it just looks like a it's not like it's like blocky it's not like it looks like you're playing a N64 game and they just put no yeah. effort in like it's by today's standards doesn't look great but like it's not distracting like the the Pokemon themselves look amazing. Like all the Pokemon yes. look super adorable and lifelike. Well, Gastly the... looks bad. I will. I think Gastly okay. looks bad, which is okay. wild because Legends Arceus Gastly looks great. But yeah, you know. <laughs> but my that... my general thing is like if you are the person out there who is very much just into the tech of games and how pretty they are, you're probably not playing Pokemon anyway. Like I doubt yeah. that you're the, like you probably have like a souped up PC or even if you are you or at this point probably have a Steam Deck you're probably not playing a Switch for mobile gaming if you really care yeah. about like and, and it feels like at no point I don't know I play a lot of pretty games that feel lazy if that makes sense where there's a lot yes. of games that look great but it's like what was behind this with Pokemon games and maybe it's just bias of loving Pokemon it feels like there's so much thought and stuff that goes into everything else <laughs> but that the visuals and some of the stuff are just like not what they could be. But it, at, at no mean, point does it feel like any part of the game was rushed outside of, like, some of the technical aspects, polishing. which I think are over... Yeah. Yeah, which I think is a little overstated, because it's no point... W w again, not there's no point where I'm playing it, and I'm like, well, this is a mess. Like, I can't even see anything, because there's so much pop-in. Like, it's just like... Yes. Yeah. And it, it, I think it was overstated a little bit. The Breath of the Wild comparison is interesting that you made, because, like, with the pop-in specifically, like... That was an issue with Breath of the Wild, too. Like, you yeah. could suddenly find yourself surrounded by enemies that you didn't see until they popped in right as you, like, entered their area. Um, but also, like, Game Freak and Pokemon Company and Nintendo, frankly, were kind of in a hard place, especially with Breath of the Wild being their, you know, nameplate open-world concept, and now Pokemon coming in as an open-world concept, like... They were gonna, it's a lose lose situation. Like, you either make it in the same style mm. of Breath of the Wild, and then you just get accused of making a Breath of the Wild reskin of Pokemon, yeah. or you try and take your own direction, which is clearly what they chose, and then it's not as perfect, it doesn't run as cleanly, and, you know, then you get shot on for that. So, like, yeah. I don't I, know. I, like, I, I would I'm, be very curious. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, I'd be very curious to, to also to know, like, the size of these teams. And like we yeah. had kind of mentioned this when I've I was, always when I was up in Detroit, that. yeah. And I'm very curious. I would much rather, and like obviously Nintendo knows better than we do as far as like timeline. How important is it that this game released is at this time? Because they may have it. Yeah. If you do a release at this time of year, it's going to be guaranteed this many sales, and they may think, oh, I'd rather release this, make patches and everything rather than delay it two months and then the sales are going to plummet and then patches won't matter so that could be a thing and honestly yeah. i'd rather and i don't know any of this i have no inside information on this but like <laughs> i would always rather have a game not feel finished and like have work like humane working hours for the people involved yes then yes. have a game come out perfect and it's because you people you like ruining people's lives in the process so i don't know how yes. big these teams are what their working hours are but like for a game and now if it's truly unfinished where it's just something that like crashes you can't play it like entire aspects of the game are missing like imagine if like two of the paths outside of the like you know you yeah. take different paths in the game whether it's gyms and team star and all this and you if you couldn't do multiple because they were locked because it wasn't finished that's a whole different thing like it's not like yeah. it was like oh you have the gym path pay for dlc for the other two paths like it wasn't that type of shit it was literally just like 
oh, it's a little glitchy. Like, that is the thing where it's like, I'm not the type of person where it matters. Um, and I will say, like, even for people that does, I've seen a lot of reactions from people saying, even that people that care about the tech stuff, like, this is the glitchiest, most painful experience, but it's the most fun I've ever had in a Pokemon game. Yes! And I can, I can agree on that, and that it is probably the most fun I've had playing a Pokemon game in I don't know how long. Like, I loved... I liked when they mixed things up. I remember I had a lot of fun with Let's Go, and I thought I was going to hate Let's Go. And, and yeah. I gave it a shot, and I loved it. RCS I haven't gotten a chance to really get into yet. Like, I have the game. I just really haven't played it much. Um, and I know that was kind of a switch up to the formula that, that I do want to dive more into. But yeah. the mainline games, like Sun and Moon and X and Y Sword and Shield, I had fun with them, but it just felt like... In my mind, Pokemon either needed to go over the top and follow their old formula and just look overly pretty, or mix it up and find a creative way to, like, you can still do Pokemon stuff in a, in a world that's more open and you have more freedom to do stuff. So, like, obviously there's flaws. Like, we can get in the, outside of tech flaws. The scaling isn't perfect. It's really hard to know what, what gym to go to first, and you end up fighting, like, you end up being way over-leveled for this and that. And, like, there's a lot of things for this this concept that being the first version of this, that's not perfect. But I think the thing that matters the most is I have not heard a single person start playing this and be like, it's not fun. It yes. is, it, which is a really hard thing to like, uh, like qualify and put and quantitate, but it's so much fun. Like it's, you, you can just catch all the Pokemon you want. The battling is more like traditional battling. So you get that normal stuff in there. The, uh, you know what? One more negative, and we're gonna get into shinies in a second. We'll save the shinies for for a second. But overall, I just think it is anyone who loves Pokemon is gonna have a lot of fun with it. And I have faith. Maybe this is misplaced that they are gonna patch a lot of the smaller tech things because Nintendo, in my experience, has always been good about giving people either free DLC, cheap DLC, or like making it worth it when updates are made. So yes. I've never played a Nintendo game and felt like it was like, oh, I get half the game and have to pay for the rest, like I do with a lot of other games. I've never had that feeling with a Nintendo game before, so. Yes, I do. Yes, okay. There's lots of trails to go from here. I do want to talk about the formula Sorry, yeah. switch up, but talking about like yeah. the DLC and the patching first. Um, the two things that I have been thinking about, I haven't. So I haven't finished the game yet. I did beat all of the gyms. So FYI, Derek, Ooh. you're now hearing this for Ooh. the first time. I have not but I still have one more Titan and one more Team Star base to deal with before doing whatever elite floor post game -game. situation there is when it comes to patching and dlc the two games that i think about that i think are probably the most relevant is one obviously sword and shield having been the prior mainline title on this platform and animal crossing ironically so why i think of those two games in terms of what i think or what i'm optimistic that we'll see for scarlet and violet um for Sword and Shield, you know, we did get patches, you know, throughout. There were updates. There were fixes. Like, so that obviously is something that, that Game Freak is aware of and that they will do. But then the DLC for Sword and Shield, I don't know if I felt like this. It's so hard to think now back to prior to having played the DLC for Sword and Shield. But Sword and Shield on its own prior to the DLC did not really feel like as substantive of a game as a standalone mm. before getting the DLC. Like, getting the DLCs, I wouldn't say, frankly, I'll go ahead and say it, I don't think the DLCs for Sword and Shield were worth the amount of money that they charged. 
but they made mm. the game feel a lot more full and actually gave the player like alternative things to explore and things to do with scarlet and violet mm. that's baked right in and so like i've finished the gym the gyms i haven't finished the other two paths and i still feel like yes wow this is the fullest most complete version of a pokemon game that i could hope to play and that's before i'm sure that there will be like actual gameplay dlc on top of like bug fixes and stuff um mm -hmm. Now, why I think about Animal Crossing, I know that they're two different studios, so I'm not saying that anything that happened with Animal Crossing is indicative of what would happen with Scarlet and Violet, but to your point about Nintendo giving out, you know, DLC or additional patches at low or no cost at all, like, Animal Crossing got a lot of very minor additional content updates, but, like, a lot of fixes, a lot of mm -hmm. minor content updates before it had its own, you know, fully expansive DLC. So I have some level of optimism that I don't think we're going to get any meaningful additional content out of free fixes, but it certainly yeah. seems like there is a pattern of Nintendo's, you know, own nameplate game saying, okay, like, we recognize that we need a little bit more of this or we need to polish up that and like just going ahead and pushing that out and like not making a big fuss about it. No, I agree. And I think in the meantime, it doesn't feel, I think the biggest thing is it doesn't feel unplayable or doesn't feel like unfinished. Yeah. And I guess that's, I'm not a programmer, so I may be that since it is unfinished to some people, but <laughs> it doesn't feel like the, the concept of the game itself is unfinished, which is the most important thing. Cause honestly, obviously this stuff is very hard to do like this is not like easy so when you have a, a release like this for there to be small bugs because honestly for anyone like you mentioned bethesda i would put the bugs that i've experienced <laughs> as less common and less obnoxious than a bethesda game by far yeah like, i've noticed sure. very few things like i've noticed very few bugs in mine and i know that on the internet i'm seeing it but i'm not experiencing it in the game basically at all um and yeah honestly, the i ones would that say I the do same. See were kind of funny yeah. Yes, I find them charming. I saw, so one of our favorite content creators, um, Many a True Nerd, he's on YouTube, uh, he made the comparison of, like, the type of jank of this game is, like, akin to, like, an Xbox 360 game in the, like, early 2000s. <laughs> and it's like, yes, it's just charming. It's just endearing. Like, sometimes your Pokemon just disappears underwater, and it's like, I don't know what's going on. But, like, you can still battle. You can still catch the Pokemon. Like, it's not affecting your gameplay. It's yeah. kind of funny when it does happen. And you're right. Um, people who have come to me who haven't played the game and people do like text me out of the blue because they know I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but a handful of people have texted me being like, Oh, this game looks unplayable. Like I'm just not even going to bother with it. And I'm like, honestly, that's a loss for you because like, yes, I'm like I said before, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not a buggy game, that it's not janky, that it is this perfect polished version because you know, none of that is, is true. Um, it certainly could use with some polishing, but it doesn't make the game unplayable and the incidence rate of any of these bugs or glitches is nowhere near what it seems like people are saying online. Like for yeah. me in 40 hours of gameplay, like I said, the game has crashed twice. My Pokemon has disappeared from the battlefield once and there have been a couple of times where my Pokemon is evolving and I'm on like a slope so you can kind of see like 
like the texture of the mm. slope doesn't fully yeah. like load in and you can kind of see like under and through it. That's happened a handful of times. But other than that, I mean, I can't really think of anything else that I mean, yes, the frame rate, but like whatever, like that is what it is. Like the game's wholly open world. Like there is no load zones at all. So Yeah. Like I just yeah. Like it's just it's not that big of an issue for me. Yeah. What I've I, I, I would I would Yeah, I would definitely say anyone out there who is just a Pokemon fan would, would enjoy it and have a lot of fun. And when you talking about the is it worth a $60 game being unfinished in different spaces. I think the hours of entertainment you get, because that's kind of how I look at video games when I buy them, is like how much entertainment am I going to get? You can compare it to like going to see a movie or like going out to a bar, yeah. like different things you spend an hour or two that you spend $20, $30. Like, so comparing it, I can't think of a Pokemon fan that's going to spend less than like 30 or 40 hours in this game. Minimum. I mean, like it's, I, it's not, yeah. I've spent yeah. 40 hours and I haven't even finished the main narrative. I'm not fucking around yeah. that much. Like, I'm fucking around a little bit, sure. I mean, a moderate yeah. amount, but not, like, to the extent that you are. And, like, that's still and, without and- any of the post-game, without completing the Pokedex, because I have found this game to be... I don't know what it is about it, but I'm really enjoying, like, trying to complete... Yeah. Maybe because it is more of, like, a gamified experience, which is hilarious to say about a video game, but, like... I don't know. Like it just seems, yeah. Like the value not, per not, hour not to put the, in is extreme. Yeah. Not to mention the online is the best in any Pokemon game ever. Like, getting oh my to, like, god, play yes, play. Yeah. yes. We got to talk about that too. Okay, so we got to talk about multiplayer and we got to talk about like the format shinies and shinies. Okay, what do you want to talk about okay. next? Let's do format change first, and I guess kind of just get into that. Yeah. Just, so if you're not familiar now, it, you have multiple paths you can go through. And you kind of have to do all of them to get all different things. So you have the gym path, path, which is the more traditional go fight gym leaders, different types. You have cool little gym challenges, which aren't as obnoxious as some like things they've tried in the past with gym challenges. Yeah. Like They're actually kind of fun and adorable. Yes. And then you fight gyms. The You have another path with Team Star where you're trying to sort of take down this organization and... There's a lot it's of back and forth with different characters. Bad guy storyline. Yeah. yeah. The but it's much more dedicated to them instead of them just randomly popping up. And then you have the Titans, yes. which is this whole other story where you're fighting these Titan Pokemon that eat this fancy fancy grass, whatever Herba drug Mystica. the Pokemon have. <laughs> Herba Mystica. And the one thing I will say is the writing, and obviously Pokemon writing standards are very, 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 very low. Um, the writing is the, the best in this game that I've ever experienced in a Pokemon game. It actually seems like I've like read some of it, and I'm not just yes! like I I think I find it very adorable like the whole story with the Herba Mystica and the Titans, and I won't spoil anything, or yeah. even like it feels like these people like, there was actually a, a little amount of effort put into characters, which I've never <laughs> never thought was like, possible. Like I so actually that has have feelings about these characters, and they change. <laughs> They've gone from negative to positive <laughs> to neutral to positive, like. Oh, man. I, okay, I want to talk about also, like, sort of the past attempts by Game Freak to change up the, the formula, but talking just right now about the three paths in this game, one thing that really struck me is that the Team Star, so obviously, like, the villainous group of this generation of games, it's really, I think, the first... Well, I guess Sword and Shield did a pretty good job of this, too. But I feel more so that Scarlet and Violet did a really good job of centering the narrative of this villainous group around the protagonist. Mm. 
and there being a logical reason why the protagonist is the one who's trying to take them down. Like, we joke all of the time on the show about, like, us being 10-year-olds taking down, like, this criminal enterprise and how that makes no sense and, like, why aren't gym leaders getting involved? Well, it absolutely makes sense in Scarlet and Violet that they're, like, your schoolmates, you know? I guess we should have given a light spoiler warning. Well, we'll, I I don't feel we'll do too many spoilers, but, like, they're in school with you. So, like, yeah, it makes sense that you're the one who's dealing with them. Like, why are gym leaders going to care about, like, whatever's going on at your school? Like, they're not involved with that. So, I really am enjoying that. I think it's it's done really, really very well. It just, like, plot-wise, which is not ever something I think we've been able to say, particularly about the the villainous teams in these games oh for sure like that's been a very pleasant surprise and it's fun to like you can kind of break off and i mentioned before they don't give you a specific order which can be frustrating but honestly like it hasn't i haven't like sometimes i go in and like one shot a gym but like that doesn't really matter it's fun to be able to mix it up and be like oh i want to do this first i want to get the abilities for my pokemon first yeah so you can do like we've it's framed as three different paths right you've got the villain storyline you've got the gym storyline you've got the titan pokemon storyline but they're not distinct you know they are interwoven into each other in terms of plot progress geographical progress so like your character i intended to follow one path all of the way through, then go back and do a second, then go back and do a third. It do- the game doesn't really work like that. Like, you do kind of have to tackle all three sort of collectively. Um, mm. But it is nice to be able... Like, I have been approaching the three different storylines with three completely different Pokemon teams, which can be yeah. a bit of a pain keeping everyone up to level, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, wow, like... I have all of these Pokemon that I really want to train and play with, and they're all super cool, and now I have an actual reason to have a rotation of 15 different Pokemon instead of just six. Yeah, and it makes it easy. With uh, There's a lot of small quality life things that make everything easier to switch. You have the, and a lot of it's been seen in more recent games, but you still have the ability to use the box whenever you want to. You have yeah. the ability to... It, it just makes it very easy to maintain if you want to do multiple teams, if you want to really play it however you feel like playing it which i think is the coolest thing and that it yes. gives you the freedom to kind of literally do like whatever you want to do um which yeah that's the, the most fun thing about it for me so i really overall i like we, we won't get into too much more because we don't want to get into spoilers but the structure of it i think is my favorite structure of a pokemon game in that they didn't take away traditional gyms but they still made yes. it non-traditional so it's it's a lot of fun in that sense um we the also want to thing, talk about... Oh, sorry. I, I want to say one more thing. The one... one You slightly touched on this, but, like, the one criticism that I do have is that while you can approach the gyms and everything else in whatever order that you want to do, and I, I love that. I'm so into that. I went into the game... I don't know if I, like, read this somewhere or just made it up in my head, but I went into the game under the impression that the aspects like the gyms the star bases whatever would scale with you so like depending on Mm -hmm. how many of those things you've done because i think there's a total of like 17 16 you know between the five titans six bases eight gyms so whatever that adds up to i had thought that there was going to be some sort of function of like oh you've accomplished three things so we'll scale so you can really go and do whatever gym you want to do next or whichever base you want to do next that's not really the case 
there is, I think, a loose structure of how your quote supposed to go through the game, as Derek said. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you end up going to, like, the gym that's intended to be sixth on the list and you do it third, like, you can do that. Live your best life. But then it's like, okay, I have these super strong Pokemon that just took on the sixth gym as my third gym. So now I'm going to go do what's supposed to be the third gym as my fifth gym. And I'm just like, yes, steamrolling everybody. I do wish yeah. there had been more of an intentional attempt to like scale depending on how much progress you've made collectively, but you know, it is what it is. It's not a terrible experience. It hasn't made it worse for me. I think the ability to do whatever you want in whatever order you want far outweighs the fact that it doesn't scale, but that's something that I, I would like to see like in the future if they continue with this type of structure. Yeah, no, and I think little things like that, like tweaking small things, but the overall structure i really enjoy um yeah. we did want to touch briefly on i think it was online and then get into the shinies to wrap yes. up so the online structure is awesome where basically everyone joins like a part you can have up, up to four i believe in a party and everybody joins in one person's game you can do a bunch of raids and stuff together which is great for catching cool because the, the new thing is the terra what is it I Ter- terrastalizing terrastalizing there we go yes Whatever it is, yes. So, the terrestrializing, so you can have, like, Pokemon with additional types added on. I've never been one to care at all about the Mega Evolutions or all those things that they've had in games. I've skipped over all that. Literally have never even used it. (laughs) I couldn't stand any of it. This one's kind of cool because it's just, like, they wear little cute hats and they're adorable. But (laughs) the raids are a super good way to farm experience and catch cool different Pokemon and all that. And they're just money and they're just fun to do. And when you play online, you also just have the freedom to do whatever the hell you want in the game. So you can go off and actually just play in the same world when your friends are playing. You get little alerts whenever somebody catches something. Um, It's a lot of fun. Like, I think the online is very much like, oh, I just want to play Pokemon with my friends. And that's it. Like, there's not much more to it. And I think that's amazing. Like, that's perfect. Yeah. I very much expected the online gameplay aspect of this game to be similar to Sword and Shield in the sense that, like, you could all go to the wild area together, but it was just for battling Pokemon, doing the raid battles, like, all of that good stuff. Um, When we were in, I don't remember if it, I think it was when we were in your game, Derek, and I was like, oh Mm. man, I can just, like, continue to fucking progress my own plotline, like, okay, we did, like, five or six raids, like, I'm kind of tired of that, I'm gonna go battle this Titan Pokemon, and, like, I can just go do that, and, like, we're all still, like, together. Oh, man, that was so cool and so unexpected. Like, oh, what Mm. a good, like, again, like, the experience of playing this game far outweighs any of the, like, technical drawbacks, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. It is my favorite. I'm not normally one to enjoy playing things online at all, um even stuff like animal crossing and stuff which we've tried to play in the past i i just i don't enjoy playing games online for whatever reason it's just not like <laughs> a there's like pressure it, I, I, i'm just not a fan of basically any online games oh man Having i made that, you come to my island all the time <laughs> well it was fun to visit i just didn't enjoy like playing my actual game like it was fun to come over and, like oh, see everything yeah. but i didn't yeah. enjoy like myself like fishing and stuff like that while it felt like there's too mm. much going on for me yeah, the yeah, yeah. Po- Pokemon, I think, is the first one that I'm like actually like I actively want to play online because, yes. like you said, you can do something, but you can literally go off, do your own thing for hours, and like just have little alerts when your friends do stuff, or be like an hour, be like, hey, you know what? Let's just do a raid real quick, and then I can get back to what I'm doing. Like, they made it, they made it kind of like the perfect setup 
uh, for yes. what you'd want an online in a Pokemon game to be like. That's not just focused around battling each other, because I cannot stand battling in Pokemon with friends, because I'm terrible at that <laughs> aspect of it. I will never battle Ceci again, ever again. But it was, um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of perfect the way they ended up doing it. And uh, I actually don't know. We haven't, so we were doing like local online, so to speak, yeah. when we were playing. We will have to try the actual uh, internet part of it to see if that changes anything but uh i wonder I if that will low-key be more stable because we're all connected <laughs> to a single point instead of like all to each other i don't know we'll have to see yeah yeah the know. local communication was not always the most uh, stable but that i don't know yeah. could just be our switches oh i think it's also important we should have noted this up front in terms of gameplay experience so Derek and I and my boyfriend Nick were all playing together and we were all playing on different models of the Switch. So like I have an original release Switch, Nick has a Switch Lite, and Derek, you have a Switch OLED. And I feel like Mm. all of us had good experiences. Like my Switch was not meaningfully slower or anything than your Switch or Nick's Switch. So No, um, no. I think all the all of them run pretty similarly. I I don't think yeah, none of us had any major issues. Um, so yeah, I would say that was an overall, there's no difference yeah. yeah, depending on what model you have. Uh, the uh, last thing we didn't want to touch on, cause we have gone a little long was <laughs> the shinies. You talk about this and, all day. Oh, <laughs> uh, the shinies. This was, uh, so one, so a couple things. One, love the way they do shinies in this game. It doesn't feel like it, it let's do go. Do you want to explain I, how they do? Oh, okay. Oh yeah. So I'm going to get, you know, it's basically the shinies are just like regular shiny rates as any other game. And they're just in the overworld, but not at all obvious. That part's a little frustrating, where they don't, like, sparkle at all. Like, the only sparkle you get is when you go into a battle with them, and you get the little sparkle in the beginning. So if there's a shiny something running around, it's just a different color. So it's almost like the, quote-unquote, like, what really reality would be is if you were out in the Poke world trying to find a, a shiny. Yes. So all of the Pokemon, I think it bears noting, in this game are overworld there are there's no more random encounters in tall grass at all everything is overworld so you can do a pretty quick scan to see what's in the area if you want to catch something blah 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 um what derek is saying is true so like in let's go and legends arceus the pokemon are shiny in their overworld which i don't think was true in sword and shield i think everything in the overworld looked the same Mm. um but unlike legends arceus where you would get a little jingle or a little like shimmer or something to indicate that a pokemon was shiny in the overworld if you couldn't tell um that's not the case in scarlet and violet so like for me i have a shiny hopip which was very easy to see that it was all green instead of green and pink like okay yes that's very obvious but like for you, having a shiny Buizel, right? It was not that yeah. different of a color. It's just sort of, like, more washed no. out. And then you get to stuff like Ghastly or Haunter, where it's, like, literally just the shade of purple is slightly different. It's, like, so hard to tell. And I yeah. I think I've come around on this approach a little bit. So I for sure miss having the visual and audio in- indicators of Legends Arceus, just because, like... I am very low perception. Like, if we were making me a Fallout character, my perception would be zero. Um, <laughs> so it's not always easy for me to, to pick up on slight differences, you know, of it, unless the hop if is all green instead of pink. But I don't know. I think I've come around on the fact that, like, 
if the shiny's not that different of a color, is it worth even having? Like, if I have a ghastly <laughs> or a haunter with a slightly different color mouth, like, is that even cool? As opposed to having, like, a hot pink jump bluff? Like, that's pretty rad. So, I think I've come around on not being able to tell the not obvious shinies apart. That being said, though, I'm not like Derek where I battled a shiny Pokemon and didn't realize it. So, because you do that have was, a shiny uh... counter in this game that'll keep track of all of the shiny Pokemon you've battled, including your own and including your own evolution. So, like, for me, yeah. I caught shiny Hopip as a Hopip, so my shiny count is at three for Hopip, Skiploom, and Jumpluff. Derek has five, despite um, having a shiny Pinecone Fortress and a shiny Buizel and Floatzel. That's only four, so what was number five? Yeah. <laughs> I will forever not know what that fifth one was, and it's so funny. They had that, and that's The thing that I love is the shiny rates are not any higher. The thing that frustrated me, I love Let's Go. The thing was it yes. was so easy to try to shiny hunt in that, like with chaining, because it was kind of just thoughtless to do. Yeah. That... Yeah, I felt like it encouraged shiny hunting to such a high degree that my, I had an entire shiny team in Let's Go. I had like 120 hours in that game without actually finishing any the, all the gyms because it was like the OCD in me felt like I had to get whatever Pokemon I used, I had to have a shiny of it. And it was really <laughs> almost annoying because that, that, that was all I could focus on in that game. And it was fun, but it was like a lot. In this one, it genuinely is fun to just like accidentally stumble. Like, I remember I was looking for a Pineco and one falls out of a tree and as I'm, like, sprinting up to it, I just see a golden one fall right behind it. And it was super exciting to, like, just w see that. Or the Buizel, I was fighting uh, some random Pokemon. And I see – because in the – when you're in battles, the what you see in the background is real time. So if a shiny or something's running by, you actually see it during your battle. And I was in a Pokemon battle, and I see, a, like, a bright yellow Buizel just, like, sprinting back and forth. And I was like, oh, shit. So I just, like, ran over and got it. So it grew on me. At first, I was frustrated because I was like, oh, I'm never going to see a shiny. And – yeah. I would say in Pokemon games, I average zero shinies. Like outside of Let's Go, I don't can't remember the last time I ca caught a shiny in a Pokemon game. So yeah. the fact that it's still super rare, but if you put 30, 40 hours in, you're probably going to catch one, maybe two. That's really exciting. And even if you miss one, like that part's frustrating. But I, I like it, the, the, it makes it so much more fun to discover. Like the fact yes. that you see so many Pokemon in the overworld, and even though it doesn't glitter and make a noise for you, when you do actually see one, it makes it that much more exciting. Uh, and even if you miss one, because you go through so many Pokemon in the overworld, it you it's just a matter of time before you see another one. So it's not like yeah, when, that's what in, a, I was in a regular say, game if you miss it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say about the occurrence rate. Like, it is the same as in past games, you know, one in roughly 4,000. But if you think about it, you're running through these areas and you're going to see 20, 30, 40 Pokemon in the overworld as you're just running through, much less if you're spending time in the area. And so if you're going through a route in a Pokemon game, you're not going to encounter 20, 30, 40 wild Pokemon in the grass, even if you're grinding there. So your odds are the same, but you run through that like 4,000 chance a lot faster because it's counting all of those spawns that you're seeing in that mm. sort of probability count. And there are, I should note, Derek, there are ways, I don't know if chaining, I just genuinely don't know if chaining is a thing in this game still or not, but, like, there are mm. Pokemon outbreaks, so, like, the Toad School that I had, where there were just, mm. like, a fuckload of them wandering around, if you clear out and, like, kill or capture all of the outbreak, then, like, as they respawn, the chances of it being shiny increase, 
And then there's like oh. the shiny charm for completing the Pokedex. Some of the sandwiches will give you increased shiny chances. So, mm. um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's there are ways to game the system, but yes, I think that it is a different experience that I am enjoying. So, yeah, no, I, I very much <laughs> like what it adds to it. No, yeah. So kind of wrapping it up overall. Overall, yeah, I would say. I think we can both kind of say it feels like the tech issues are overstated. They, they're definitely existent, but I think they're overstated for what they are. And just in general, yeah, if you are a Pokemon fan and you're on the fence, I would say 100% it's worth it. Um, I've had more yeah. fun with this game than I've had with the Pokemon game in as long as basically since I can remember. Like, I feel like this is, uh, it, it, I mean, I literally we spent a week straight playing it. If that doesn't answer for like how much fun it was, that was literally all we did for a week. So that was, <laughs> I think that, yes. that's a good a testament to how fun it is. Um, yeah, do you have any closing thoughts yourself? Um, it's great. I can't wait to see what they do next. I hope we get a new Legends game before we get a new Mainline game. Um, yeah. But we will have to see. That's all. <laughs> Wise words. All right, yes. <laughs> we'll catch y'all next time.